0: News Talk, 770 AM, 92.5 FM, WVNN. We are the talk giant of North Alabama. This is the talk show of the afternoons, Right Side Radio. I'm Phil Williams, your host. Glad to be with you. And like we always say, solid, conservative, and just plain right. Hey, listen, we've had a bit of a focus here on state politics. I'm going to continue this just for a moment because if you heard the the conversation a moment ago, I mean, it was inspiring to me. I love it hearing when someone in office will come on. And by the way, I, I know Arnold Mooney, so when he says those things, I do not feel like that was hyperbole. That was not some kind of campaign rhetoric. I mean, Arnold is somebody who's not you know he's he's apparently going to run for his house seat again but he's on the radio with me and it's not even his district and and yet you heard what he's saying and and that is uh that is who he is we need more of those we need some of those right side ruffians out there in the audience people who will say not on my watch i'm tired of seeing this and folks if if you if you have not paid attention to your state legislature much you need to Because if you care what's happening in D.C., you should all the more care what happens in Montgomery. Because what happens in Montgomery is what builds the wall against D.C. You go out and take a look at it right now. There are articles and the Alabama Policy Institute, where I also do some work, has been very clear about this, that we believe that the state legislatures and the state's attorney generals are the line of defense against federal overreach. So when you see ridiculous stuff like, you know, the waters of the U.S., being used to shut down the pond on a farm, or when you see things like regulatory burdens imposed upon businesses based upon whether they've hired uh, from someone's sexual preference demographic or not, or when you see things like taxation, which virtually has no purpose, and sometimes taxation comes in the way of fees, by the way, a fee by any other name could also be a tax, and all these things. It is your state attorney general that will file suit on your behalf. It is your state legislature that will actually pass laws to help prevent it. Arnold was very clear and I agree with him totally that while you may choose to get the vaccine and, and, and by the way, I hope you're protected and that your family is well and and, and you can you can you can stand up uh, in the middle of COVID and say, I will get through this and so will my friends and I will speak confidence. Fear is is a liar. Say those things to each other. But nonetheless, government Provide the opportunity, but don't mandate that I have to prove my vaccination status to just get what my tax dollars otherwise pay for. And that includes private entities too. I'm not a big fan of regulating of private entities, but if a private entity is gonna tell you as a citizen, you have to disavow your civil liberties in order to get their services, they don't deserve your business to begin with. We need people in Montgomery who will literally say that that's the kind of thing they stand for. Now I'm looking at a list. Maybe you haven't seen this, but there's a list right now that I just saw a couple days ago that shows the seats that are open in the State House of Representatives. Now, understand me when I say this. You may have never run for an office before, and you may still feel called to it now. I did not run for office for the first time until I was in my 40s. Never ran for office before. Ran for my very first office for the State Senate in 2010, I found out later, you don't always start with a state senate, but Phil Williams did. I just I just did. And, and truth be told, um, it was a great experience. Spent two terms, eight years in the state senate. Charlene and I prayed about it. Felt like God said two terms is where you stop. Now I know why, because I have a chance to be here with you today on the radio. But there's a bunch of open seats. So I'm going to read some of these to you. Folks, they're right here in this listening area. If you or someone you know has wondered about whether or not you have a political opportunity before you, or you're just plain mad, or you're just plain determined that someone has got to go down to the lawmaking center of our state and say, stop the madness, well, guess what? Your opportunity is before you. State Representative Andrew Sorrell from Muscle Shoals is not going to run again. He's running for something else. Mike Ball from Huntsville, House District 10, is not going to run again. Alan Farley from Birmingham, Tim Wadsworth, Howard Sanderford from Huntsville, Becky Norgren from Gadsden. Speaker Mac McCutcheon from Huntsville. K.L. Brown from Anniston. Jim Hill from Pell City. We've got Bill Poole and Rich Wingo from Tuscaloosa. Harry Shiver, Wes Allen. Mike Jones from down in Dothan. Steve McMillan from Baldwin County. What I'm telling you there, those are representatives in your state house who are not running, which means it's an open seat. Now, a couple of those, I will confess, a couple of those were unsure, but most of the ones I read to you just now, are open and when I say an open seat that is the best one to run for now the bill pool race in Tuscaloosa House District 63 fresh off the press today I said it earlier in, a, in, a, in the first hour is that Governor Ivey has just declared House District 63 for a special election this afternoon the primary is going to be in October you don't have long to dwell on this if you want to run for that seat and put a conservative in that seat you got to get busy now So that being said, House District 63 is open as we speak. Special election starting in October. Get your game face on and get in it. But right now, I'm looking at right here in my listening area, I can see one. That's House District 3, 2, House District 10, uh, 3, House District 15, uh, House District 20 in Huntsville, 29. I'm looking at roughly 10 open seats. Ten open seats, y'all. That's like saying nobody's in your way. Go go out there and put your name at risk. And I know what it means. I've done it. I know what it means. I know what a time taker it can be. I know what a physical and mental and emotional commitment it can be. I also understand that sometimes you have to sacrifice to get there and we need more people who are willing to say I am a right-side ruffian, which basically means I stand up for civil liberties. It's damn the torpedoes, full steam ahead. My time is now. Such a time as this is before me, and I'm going to do it. So I'm just telling you, if you thought about running for office, good Lord, there has never been a better opportunity for so much to take place in our state because literally what I'm staring at right now is a piece of paper that tells me that literally 25% of our state House of Representatives is open. That's a chance for a C change. That does not even include our state senate. So there's 105 members of the state house. There's 35 members of our state senate. Within our state senate, I'm looking at one, two, three, Oh, what else we got? Four, five. I'm looking at five members. So one-seventh of the state senate is open. And some of those are wide open. I mean like And there are some of these. See, are they in the district or in the listing area? Let's see what we got here. Uh, Well, two of them are in North Alabama. Uh, Jim McClendon is not running again down in St. Clair County. Del Marsh is not running again over in Calhoun County. Um, Priscilla Dunn, who hasn't been present for the last three years, uh, is not running again down in Birmingham. Malika Sanders, 40A, is not running again, or she's unsure right now if she's going to run again down in Selma. And Jimmy Holly down in the wiregrass and Dothan is not running again. So all said and done, folks, what I'm saying is this. State politics is hugely important. It is not just it's – not, it's not like the Farm League. It's not, it's not the B team. It is your actual line of defense against federal overreach. Consider that for yourself or someone else you know because I, I guarantee you, I guarantee you some of y'all have been sitting around, you know, having something, uh, grilled out on a Saturday night and somebody will say, yeah, you know, I tell you what, if I was down there, you know what I'd do? Well, Time to put up or shut up folks. We've, we've got, we've got plenty of open opportunities all over this listening area and you know what? Right side ruffians, ain't nobody better to get in office. Well, listen, we, we've got, we've got stuff I ain't even touched on yet. But within state politics, there's some other interesting things happening right now. I mentioned before the break that uh, there's an interesting dynamic happening that just got announced. Have you heard? Right here in the listening area on August 21st, a mere three weeks from today, August 21st, a rally in Coleman, Alabama with Donald Trump. So it says right here in the press announcement. The Alabama Republican Party has announced that Trump will be in Coleman at the York Family Farms on August 21st. The gates will open at 2 p.m. The event begins at 5. Trump is expected to take the stage at 7. You may remember there was an interesting dynamic that um, got reported and then got squashed about a month-ish ago. President Trump was, um, well, he was actually scheduled to do a rally at the USS Alabama Battleship Park. Which you've ever been there? I mean, y- you want a place that inspires you and this this just just exudes America. Well, the USS Alabama Battleship Park is an incredible venue. And and Trump was scheduled to have a rally there just a while back and it got canceled because the Battleship Commission uh, said, oh, well, uh, that, that could be perceived as a partisan political event. Never mind the fact that they've had a number of partisan political events before there in the past. I mean, I know of campaigns. My friend Bill Hightower announced his campaign for governor at the Battleship Park. All right, so you have rallies at the Battleship Park. It's a public venue. But they couldn't do that because uh, it was controversial. I mean, I, I think there were some powers that be that just did not want him to come here and be standing on a state venue and announce his support for, for Mo Brooks. I think that was part of it. I think the other part was uh, they also didn't want him down here talking about how bad that gambling bill was uh, that, would have, uh, uh, that almost passed the legislature uh, in the last session. But then the other piece is there's some here in the state that just don't like Donald Trump, period, regardless of whether they're Republicans or Democrats. So guess where he's going to be? Coleman. You know where Coleman is, don't you? It's in the 4th Congressional District. You know what's so important about the 4th Congressional District in terms of Trumpism? Well, the 4th Congressional District had the highest per capita vote for Donald Trump in 2016 of any congressional district in the entire United States. Yeah. So he's coming to York Family Farms on August 21st. Hey, a couple other things that are happening right now though is I mentioned before that uh, Governor Ivey is basically running unopposed. And all of a sudden, Tim James, Tim James. That name sounds familiar. Why do I know Tim James? Well, Tim James ran for governor in 2010. That was the year, 2010 if you remember in the governor's race was the year that the teachers union got involved and uh, and just slammed some money on um, Robert Bentley and then also um, made Bradley Byrne out to be the villain of all villains because he had helped clean up the, um, the two-year college system. And Tim James and Bradley uh, Byrne just beat each other up for a while. The teachers union sat back and laughed and put money on Robert Bentley. And guess who won the race? Robert Bentley. Two years later, we I'm sorry, six years later, we didn't have Robert Bentley anymore when he had to resign and uh, N.K. Ivy took the office. Um, well, right now, uh, Governor Ivy has announced her uh, her pursuit of reelection, and she's basically running unopposed. There is an unknown guy with very little um, uh, funding backing or name ID from the Auburn area. I think his last name is O'Dell, um, and he is running against Governor Ivy. There's also a Democrat that nobody's ever heard of. He's a I want to say he's an LGBTQ activist named Countryman from down in the Wiregrass area, who's running. Well, you know what? Bless their hearts, but neither one of them are going to make it. Now, I, I'm not endorsing a candidate either way, but I will say this. The people of Alabama are better off when a challenging race allows for the debate of the issues. There's no, there's no reason to debate anything right now when you're basically unopposed. But Tim James has suddenly written an op-ed that came out a couple of days ago on Yellowhammer, which indicates he's not happy. But why would he bother announcing that? because the rumors are Tim James is considering announcing his candidacy. and That could make it very interesting. Yep. All right, we'll see. I got a few other news bites about state politics, and then we're going to come around the top of the hour and talk about some issues related to the Olympics, the Woke Olympics. Oh, yeah, the Woke Olympics. And then we'll open the phone lines and have a little fun, see how things go. Phil Williams, Right Side Radio, Solid Conservative, and just playing right here on News Talk 770 AM, 92.5 FM. We'll be right back. News Talk, 770 AM, 92.5 FM, WVNN, Right Side Radio here. I'm your host, Phil Williams. Glad to be with you, where we are solid, conservative, and just plain right. Listen, uh, there's been a whole lot going on, and before I get back into some of that, let me just tell you guys real quickly about my friends at Otter Creek Farm. Have you heard about Otter Creek? Featured in Garden & Gun magazine. Such a cool venue right here in North Alabama that Donald Trump Jr. went there for a hunt and stayed overnight just recently. So all said and done, this is a place that maybe you haven't heard of and you need to check out. I mean, do you want to do like a corporate retreat there? Do you want to take your family uh, on, a, on a day quail hunt? Do you, do you just want to go to a beautiful Thursday night dinner series they've got with their culinary trained, uh, beautifully skilled sh- uh, chefs? Uh, you know? Or do you want to stay overnight just on the, the manicured grounds and enjoy the, uh, the idea of being in the outdoors and, and be yet treated like a king? That's Otter Creek Farm. Uh, You you check out their website, ottercreekfarmstead.com. You will see why I talk about them so much. My friends Frank and Jane Brown own it. I've known them for years. That place is so cool. Charlene and I go out there. ottercreekfarmstead.com. You'll like it. Well, listen, uh, there's news, all right? So uh, news is breaking literally while we're on the show. So just in the last hour, it was announced that Senator Lindsey Graham has tested positive for COVID-19 despite the fact that he was vaccinated. Oh, uh, well, that sucks. So he's taken all the precautions. Uh, he has issued a statement. He's letting him know that the House physician has tested him as positive for COVID-19, even though he was vaccinated. He started having some mild flu-like symptoms on Saturday. He feels like he's got a bad sinus infection. Uh, he says he's going to be quarantining for 10 days. He was actually with some other um, legislators uh, over the weekend, um, um, and so they've all had to take their precautions and this is one of those interesting dynamics. So, you know, um, what we're hearing and what he's saying is he was vaccinated and he believes that his symptoms are milder because he got the shot. And I, and I think that's, that's pretty much the selling point now is, is that, that if you've gotten the shot, that your possible breakout, uh, cases of COVID-19 would be milder than what they could have been. That's, that's the selling point, um. This also though just goes straight to the question of the efficacy of the vaccine. And and then right up there with um, why am I bothering? Because I I can just tell you that some people have the vaccine and have really tough time with the side effects that come from the vaccine itself. Um, But all that to say the vaccine is being said and, and, and we hope proven, it's still early, but we hope it's proven that it is reducing the level of symptomology. Uh, in in what could be more severe cases. So, you know, it's one of those things where if you get the breakout case like Lindsey Graham did, and we wish him well, and and it's it's mild, well, you'll never know whether it would have been bad, but you'd hate to find out the hard way. Uh, So this is one of those things that just creates that kind of, uh, you know, difficulty. But here's the other thing, too. You know, I talked about in my opening monologue today. That I, I said fear is a liar. And Kyle Whitmire from AL.com wrote a horrible piece where he said that fear is the right response to COVID. No, fear is never the right response to anything. Anything. Courage is the right response, all right? Courage is what moves you forward on the battlefield of life. Not fear. Fear is paralyzing. But the the the, the thing is... Whitmire and all the the naysayers and the fearmongers, their thing is, hey, you, you got you, you got it. We've we only got 34 percent that are fully vaccinated. Well, it just came out today, whether he changed it or whatever, the Biden administration has announced they're meeting their goal. 70 percent of the people of the state of Alabama, or, or the United Nation or the United States have reached a single shot of their vaccine status. Oh, so it's a single shot that also was the goal of the Democrats. Well, how about that, Kyle Whitmire? And guess what? Alabama's well into the 40s for that, and by the end of this month, I suspect we'll be in the 70% category. All right, folks, we're at the top of the hour. We're going to come back and talk about the Olympics, and I'm going to want to hear what you have to think about that. Phil Williams, Right Side Radio, solid conservative and just playing right. We'll be right back.